talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview podcast from Hope FM, also available on our partner stations worldwide. And I'm very pleased to welcome back to the show uh, Drakeford Music. And uh, I've got to say, I really enjoyed it when we spoke them just over a year ago, uh, and they've got some news. But before we find out what's been going on with those guys, uh, let's hear this first track right now. This is The Way. And that was The Way from Drakeford Music. Hey, Drake, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Do, do I just call you Drake or do I call you Drakeford? Uh, if you could call me Thomas Drakeford Lanier III. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, Drake. <laughs> Drake's cool. Great. And and so last time we were joined with, with your wife as well, Sarah Jane. Lucy Jane. Lucy Jane. I rewind that. People in the studio, edit, edit. <laughs> right. See, I've just explained straight that I've got COVID brain. I'm, I'm, I've been testing positive for 14 straight days and I'm like, I'm a little bit of a mess, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. Lucy Jane, she didn't change her name, but there was a new name in your family, wasn't there? So what's your news? So since the last time we spoke with you, we had a kid and he's four months old now. His name is Oliver. Wow. Oliver, congratulations. That's absolutely lovely news. What has God taught you by bringing Oliver into your life? Ooh, you know, I should be prepared for that question because um, I spend a lot of the day just looking at him and thinking, what on earth am I doing? Um, I did not know that I had the capacity to love a tiny human that much because like I've got a bunch of brothers. So I, I've held babies before and my friends have kids and you might even say like, oh, I love children. But until you have your kid sitting on your lap, who's got your DNA and your eyes looking back at you, um, it, it kind of gives you a better sense of the way that the way that I'm supposed to love myself, the way that God loves me, because um, I'm quite a, a harsh critic on myself. But for me to be able to love this little tiny human as much as I do, uh, how much more exponentially does God love all of us? Wow. It's a lovely realization, isn't it? So, uh, and I love that song by Stephen Curtis Chapman that talks about the fingerprints of God being on us. Oh, yeah. It's, classic. A, it's a classic one. So, okay. Um, uh, and what are your hopes and dreams for Oliver? Man, I would just love for him to have all of the opportunities that he wants, you know, um, if he wants to play paintball professionally. And I want to be able to be like, yeah, sure, Saturday morning, let's go play paintball. Um, he seems to be quite interested in music. Every time I take the guitar out and play for him, he gets really, really super excited. So Nashville has got no shortage of all kinds of musicians. So I just want to make sure that whatever he's passionate about, that I'm uh, allowing him and empowering him to do. That sounds, that sounds good. What's his favorite song? Uh, as of right now, it's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Okay. Um, but it's bouncing between that and a song by uh, Amos Lee called Sweet Pea. I don't know Sweet Pea, but you have got your guitar somewhere in the room. So could we hear, could we hear some Twinkle yeah, Twinkle? Yeah. Or the other song, if you think it's better. It's totally up to you, really. You, you go ahead. I'd like to hear your son's taste in music. Yeah, okay. So Sweet Peas, it's a really simple. It's like, Sweet Pea, apple of my eye. 
don't know where and I don't know why. You're the only reason that I keep on coming back home. It's just, you know, something simple like that. that that's lovely. And in fact, that is actually definitely better than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, which I also like, but um, you've introduced me to it's a new a song. It's a little bit old. I've, I've, yeah, it is a bit old. I'm a bit old, so that's all right. So that that's a lovely song. Okay. Um, and in what ways do you think your wife is appreciating you right now? Well, I'm very good at washing bottles and cleaning dishes, so she probably appreciates that um, <laughs> on a funny note, but... Uh, that's you know what nobody's asked me that yet i wasn't prepared for that um we just have a great time together like if it feels like our quality time together lucy jane and i has only been enhanced by welcoming oliver and even when he's asleep in the other room like we'll just like look at the monitor and be like that's our kid we just have a blast just staring at our sleeping child so quality time has definitely uh, become more of a beautiful thing for us and what's the thing you're most appreciating about her? Man, I have so much. I've always, like, I had mad respect for Lucy Jane since the day that we met. Um, but watching, like, how she dealt with pregnancy and the things that she denied herself of so that, you know, her kid would have the optimal chance of being healthy, you know, avoiding caffeine and cheese and all the things that she might have been able to have. But because it was unclear, she cut it out all the way through enduring a 24-hour labor, like, with no medicine or anything like she's just uh she's as strong as a tank so i i have so much more uh, no no woman there, there is almost no better compliment really is there than saying to a lady you're as strong as a tank <laughs> you're just, you're just durable uh no <laughs> she she is mentally and physically capable of so much more than i or she imagined and uh I really appreciate her strength. Oh, no, that, that, that is a beautiful thing. Okay. So obviously having a new arrival in any household can throw a little bit of a curveball to your routine and to your plans and all of that side of things. So uh, let's talk about the music first, obviously, because yeah. last year you did put out part one of your album, didn't you? Yep. What's it called? Wayward and Home Part One. And it's a beautiful album. I, I spent time listening it today, and I thought I'm really I've, I've listened to it before, and and today I listened to it again. I better listen to it again just to make sure I still like it. And I, I did still like it. It's absolutely cracking. So um, so I think it's, I think it's got some depth to it. It's got some absolutely beautiful bits of of music in there, and it, but it's also fairly simple as well. It's stripped down, but we've also little flourishes that come along that creep in. You go, oh, there's stuff going on in the back. I'm not. Even, sometimes I've gone. I'm not even sure what instruments are playing at that point. I mean, same. Like it just happens and, and it makes it on there and we never take it off. And they name the track something funny, like floofy, floofy or, but we don't know what it is. It's just there. It's it, well, it works very well. Whoever is doing that little extra stuff is cool. So I really appreciate it. So, um, but, but I don't say kids get in the way. That's not what I mean at all, but kids change your priorities and all the rest of it. So part one was out. Now I heard whispers that there was a part two that was on the way. Uh, is that still in the pipeline or has that had to be pushed right back or what's the plan on that side of things? It is definitely still in the pipeline. Um, it has not progressed any further than when we released the first half. We had the second half almost finished when we released the first half. And uh, it's just with, you know, the pregnancy and, and the birth and everything. And, and then like figuring out how to 
keep a little tiny human alive in the first, you know, few months, um, we haven't made any progress. So it's, it's been pushed back a little bit, but it's still very close to being done. And it just takes a couple more things before it's ready to fly out to the shelves. Okay. So not, not, it's not far off, but it might still take a while, depending on yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah. still be a little bit careful not to say yeah. it'll be ready in <laughs> July. Cause you're not actually sure yourself by the sounds of things. No, I mean, we're trying our hardest to get it out as soon as we can. Um, but we also don't want to like rush it just for the sake of putting something out. We, we still want to be like really proud and happy with the end result. Um, so little bit of a, a dance in between the two. On, on part one, which is your favorite track or does it change? Mm, well, I'm a little bit weird. Um, I separate music from lyrics because I'm just, I'm so focused on lyrics and, and the poetry behind how things flow and how they fit and what, what's being said in the midst of all of that piecing stuff together. Um, so when I write a song, like if I'm really happy with the lyric, even if the production is terrible and we're not like totally happy with it, that's still going to be my favorite one. Um, so it doesn't change too much. I, I might like the music on stuff a little bit more. And obviously we want to make stuff, appealing and sound good musically um but for me my favorite song on the first half part one was a song called all these questions um and it's it's just the most personal song i think i've ever written um you know um uh, that that hasn't changed since we released it now that's not scheduled to be one of the songs in this interview but I, I am intrigued as to why it's your favorite. Why, why is it so personal in there? And then I'm going to see if we can persuade the studio just to play just a little moment of it. So why, why is it your favorite? Um, it's my favorite because I, I love to be like forthright with what's going on in my life, um, what I'm going through. And music has always been about honesty in the first place for me. So um, to kind of, veer off of the path of you know bless the lord oh my soul which is awesome and 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 perfectly relevant but on a more personal note uh these are my doubts and these are my questions and sometimes there's no resolution at the moment and you just have to sit in that and it's an uncomfortable place to be but there's something inside of me that just loves sitting in the melancholy like it's the in between it's like the not yet but still to come and I don't know it's it's still very very true to where I am right now and I think that I'm going to be in this place for a long time um but it doesn't rule out the hope of you know resolution or it doesn't absolutely condemn me to like being in doubt for the rest of my life um it's just it's yeah it's where it is sorry that was really like existential and complicated but no that, uh, that that's okay i think it's important to to actually think things through so i guess lots of our listeners we're in different places thinking through different questions what are the what are the sort of two deep questions that you have at this time for the longest time probably the most like the the question the question and topic of uncertainty that i come back to over and over again is can you go too far? Like, can you just spend all of your forgiveness? Um, which in, in the back of my mind and in my heart, I know like God's love for us is eternal. It's unconditional. You know, 
Um, there's several verses to support that, but there's always this little piece of my mind that thinks like, yeah, but people are conditional and people is the only reference of relationship that I have because I haven't met God face to face yet. Um, and so it's really hard for me to, it's really hard for me to fully grasp that I can't walk away from, or I can't like sin too much to, to lose God's favor and forgiveness. You know, like there, there's always this tiny voice in my head that says, this might be the time where you've gone too far or, you know, which is incredibly sad and has sent me into depression on multiple occasions, but God always brings me back. It's, it's a genuine struggle, I would guess, for very many people. And in fact, for myself, just, just recently, I was chatting with, with God and I said, I don't deserve your grace. And I, honestly, I felt God say back to me, good, you're beginning to get this at last. Like, yeah, I, that's, I don't deserve it. But it's just poured out upon us. His grace, his forgiveness, his love is yeah. continually available and we don't deserve it. So so I certainly can't earn it. Um, so let's just hear a little bit of that track. Thank you so much, Drake, for your honesty there. This is a little bit of All These Questions. Is it down to my self-discipline To keep from being broke? Am I in this lowly place because of how I've fallen? Or could it be just apathy that says my faith is dying? Or maybe it's the enemy trying to keep me silent. And that was all these questions by Drake, who, like many of us, still has questions. Let's be real about that, folks. And it's good for us to ask the deeper things and not to shy away from talking with Jesus and also people who are further along in our Christian journey uh, to find out where they've got to and stuff. But one of the songs we do have on our list to talk about, Drake, thank you for your honesty, I really appreciate it, uh, is Cast Your Cares. And that's, uh, that's the last track on Wayward and Home Part 1. I loved it. I was so glad to hear that you want to include it in today because when I listened to the album, I went, oh, such a great track. Tell us all about the backstory for Cast Your Cares. Uh, actually, it's perfect coming out of all these questions um, because I, I realized that I just had all of these insurmountable doubts and, and things that were weighing me down. Um, and in sort of one of my quiet times, uh, God kind of reminded me that his burden is light, his yoke is easy. Uh, and then I can cast my cares on him because he cares on me. And it's simple and it's eternal. And in any, any situation or circumstance that I find me in, it applies. Um, and so I decided to write a song to myself, um, basically just saying, self, you can't self-help yourself too much. Like you can't get yourself out of this. You can't willpower uh, forgiveness into place. You can't will yourself to to be an, in honest repentance. Um, but what you can do, thankfully, and, and what we have to do is rely on Jesus um, because he cares for us. So it's the chorus is really simple. Um, and I think that 
it's it's i mean it's just a really simple principle as well that we just cast our cares upon jesus because he cares for us so cast your cares on jesus And that was Cast Your Cares by Drakeford. And I am very pleased. So we've still got Drakeford here for the artist interview. Drake, thanks for sharing from your heart. Thanks for your honesty, integrity, authenticity, things we really value and appreciate. Uh, we don't want to be people who pretend everything's always easy because, you know, things we've got, he turns things for his glory, but it doesn't avoid us going through the challenges too. It would be lovely off the back of Cast Your Cares and what you shared if you'd be happy to pray for listeners. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much um, that you're the cornerstone, the unshakable foundation, the constant throughout all eternity, like far beyond anything that our feeble human minds can even comprehend. And I thank you that your stability isn't just in who you are or what you say, but it's, it's what we can say and interact with you and what you can say and interact with us. And the fact that you've told us that we can cast your cares on you, and that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, means that no matter where we are, we can depend on you. No matter what we've done or no matter what's been done to us, we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us, Lord. I thank you so much that you basically stepped into time so that we could have a personal relationship with you and you could show us sort of a glimpse of the eternal God that you are in a personified form. Just enough to, to convince us that we should follow you, but not enough that we understand all of the mysteries and that we have to keep seeking you. But Father, I pray for people listening right now. I pray for people uh, in tough situations. I pray for people in great situations where the sun is shining um, and I pray that through your spirit, you would impress upon everybody that we need to depend on you. If things are great, if things are terrible, and that you care for us and that you want the best for us and that the best for us doesn't always feel good for us, but that you work all things for the good of those who love you and call you Lord. So Father, I pray for peace for people in tough situations. And I pay, pray for a thankfulness to people in good situations, thankfulness to all of us. Um, but Father, I pray that you would guide us and lead us in your spirit so that we can be worshipers and followers in spirit and truth like you asked us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Drake. And if you're listening at home and maybe you're thinking, who is this Jesus that Drake and Gordon are talking about? Just want to encourage you, if you're in the UK, uh, to go to www.findachurch.co.uk because there are many churches that would love to help you find out more about who this God is. And if you're listening elsewhere in the world, one of our partner stations or online, uh, do look up, maybe your local radio station, Christian radio station will be able to introduce you uh, to churches or indeed just do a search for a church in your location and just to make sure that it's a place where they love the Bible, they love Jesus and they'd love you to know more of who he is. 
Drake, thanks, Ashley. Lovely prayer. I really appreciate it. Uh, felt like it was right from your heart. Um, you know, this year is a, a funny year because it's the year that hopefully things are opening up again. It's 2022 um, in the UK. Travel restrictions are all done with. There are no more. Um, and in England, there's no more masks. In Scotland, they've still got masks. And in fact, it, in some ways it might be slightly ironic. Some, some people might be quite worried at this point because actually the infection rate is absolutely going through the roof. But actually, the number of people going to hospital and dying is all relatively, and I speak relatively because if you're in that situation, it's awful, but it is still staying stable. So it means that things are going ahead. So we've got some exciting things to come in our calendar, and there is nothing bigger in Europe than Big Church Day Out, where there'll be between 30 to 40,000 people absolutely rocking out some of the very best uh, Christian music from some very, very talented artists. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, there, something I'm particularly looking forward to, um, Drake, is the fact that you and your wife, is Oliver coming? Oliver is going to be there. Uh, are going to be there. Uh, not as punters in the crowd, but you are going <laughs> to be there uh, rocking out some fantastic Drakeford music for us. So uh, yeah. that is so exciting. Now you've been to Big Church Day. How many times have you been there before? This will be our third time, I believe. Okay. What's, what's been your highlight of it? Why do you like it? Why are you coming again? In fact, for those people who haven't been there, can you describe it? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's, like, it's like the best party this side of heaven that you'll ever go to, where everybody's just all super happy and friendly. And um, the first year we went, I got a cold because I didn't bring a jacket because I'm American and forgot that summer in England is still quite chilly and rainy. So I got a cold uh, and couldn't sing. So Lucy Jane had to learn all of my parts and we had to change all the keys and she sang and led all of the songs without me. And I just played guitar. Uh, and afterwards people just like lined up to pray for us and like help out offering honey and like tips on how to clear a cold really quickly. And it was, I mean, it's just a lovely environment. People are all super friendly and I don't know. It's something that I haven't experienced um, here in the States or in, in our travels anywhere where that many people come together all in the same heart and mind and, and just enjoying fellowshipping with everybody. Yeah. It's, it's just absolutely superb, superb place. To be. So, um, just, just to check, do you know the dates? Ooh, no, I should. Yep. Uh, I am not the good calendar person. Um, <laughs> Lucy Jane's actually putting Oliver to sleep right now. Uh, she knows all of the dates. She knows. She in. knows the dates. <laughs> she, it's in May. I know that. Uh, the good news is, uh, I've I've got something really clever called the internet, um, and I'm going to use that now um, to find out the the dates because I think we we should make sure that I tell them correctly to people. Um, so if people want to find out where Big Church Day is on the web, uh, it's simply bigchurchdayout.com, and it's. It, the actual days of the um, all, all the music is the 3rd and 4th of June, but it's on a special weekend in the UK here because it's the Queen, because she's done so extremely well, and and uh, it's a celebration year. So so we've got an extra uh, an extra bank holiday. So so the Thursday is a bank holiday, and you can rock up on the Thursday. You don't use any annual leave for it, and uh, and then you stay over. The music's on the Friday and the Saturday, and you go home on the Sunday. So it's going to be a very very special. Uh, enjoyable time i don't think the queen's going to come because a i don't think she's ever planned to go and b 
she's not 100% well at the moment, which is which is a concern for me, if I'm honest, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Her Majesty. So um, anyway, um, but, but you're American, but you still like the Queen, don't you? I love the Queen. I think she's wonderful. Yes. Yes, I, I love it when Americans say that. That's particularly important. So it, it's her Platinum Jubilee uh, this year. So um, so oh, 70, wow. 70th That's anniversary awesome. of her ascension to the throne, So which is awesome. Right, okay. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm just carrying on about the Queen now. I forgot we were talking about Drakeford music. My apologies, sir. Oh, hey, Queen is definitely more important. Uh, she is. I can't, I can't disagree. But, <laughs> but you guys are cool. So, Oliver, what on earth is going to happen when you and Lucy Jane are on stage playing, where's Oliver going to be? We have a friend who I think is going to come with us to like hold Oliver while we're singing. But I mean, there's a chance that he'll just be up on stage with us in his tiny little baby earphones. Oh, yay. Okay. Well, that'll be something to look at. We haven't performed since he's come up and since he's like joined the world. So I have no idea. (laughs) You don't know what he's going to react to. Okay. So, Actually, out of interest, how did you first get the Big Church Day Out gig? Because it's quite a big deal. There's a lot of people who would like to be doing that. Yeah, it was really random and crazy. We reached out. Um, we we go to the UK every summer, or we come to the UK every summer um, as a part of like a missions trip to Wales where a gospel choir tours around and sings in a bunch of old churches. Um, and then we always took extra time to spend time with Lucy Jane's family and travel around and spend time in her home country. Um, so I think... Is she in Manchester or somewhere? Manchester, where's her family? Uh, family's kind of scattered around, but mostly centered around Birmingham. Birmingham, okay. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I'm going to have to say, I knew she was up north somewhere. So Birmingham's actually Midlands, but there we go. Okay. Uh, but but she, she did live in Manchester. She lived so. in Manchester, didn't she? She was with the, was yeah. she with um, the Message Trust? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I remember. Okay. So it was actually, she had a contact from when she was in in the message trust and we just happened to be in the uk around those dates not doing anything i think this was 2016 2017 and so we just reached out um didn't expect anything because we're independent artists we don't have like the support of a label or managers or booking agents or anything so lucy jane just emailed and said hey like you know i remember you from back then my husband and i are a duo we're in the uk would you like us to come and uh, we got connected with a guy named Tom Mills who booked all of the smaller stages and he listened to our music and he liked it. And so he gave us a shot and took us under his wing, connected us with a bunch of people in the UK Christian independent music scene. Um, and we just had a blast that first year connected with a lot of local UK artists and made some good friendships. And then we're invited back uh, the following year. No, a year after the following year. No. Anyway, we got invited back a second time, um, just kept maintaining the relationships and all of that fun stuff. Tom Mills, you said he became a great friend of yours. Mm-hmm. There's a stage called Tom's Stage. Can you tell me the story? Is that Tom Mills? Yeah. So uh, it's Tom's Stage. Uh, Tom actually passed away uh, two or three years ago. Um, and so because of all of the all of the stuff that he contributed to Big Church Day Out, and in particular, the independent Christian music scene, um, they named the stage after him. So that's, wow. it's going to be awesome to be back on Tom's stage. And um, yeah, just remembering all the good times and opportunities that he helped, not just us, but so many independent Christian artists to have um, a voice singing at Big Church Day Out. 
where it's, it's it's nice that stage is there as as a memory for him. Okay, so when you come, what songs are you gonna be playing? Have you decided yet? No, no clue. Most likely, we'll play a bunch of the songs from the new record. Probably the the entirety of Wayward and Home Part One. Um, but we released a bunch of singles in 2019. Um, we released a record in 2018. Um, so we'll probably just pick and choose uh, the songs that we've gotten the most feedback from, um, put together like a little highlight reel, you know, 30 minutes worth of music that we think people will like. That sounds that sounds great. And it's actually, it's quite a nice chilled sort of space. Um, some of the slightly smaller stages you can really get to enjoy and interact a bit as well with, with the guys performing. So it gives you a chance to get to know the people who are doing doing the tracks. So, so I've got to say, that's something to look forward to. And if you're at home, you haven't yet booked for Big Church Day Out, it's definitely not too late. Get along to bigchurchdayout.com uh, and get to see people like Drakeford and many, many others uh, who will be having on the show as well, hopefully before too long. So, okay, quick question about life. Now, now you've got a little one in your house. I remember that not only you and I, before we started recording this interview, we talked a little bit about, about baby brain. And I can remember I was um, leading a church, part of a church leadership team at the time when we had our first child. And it it does change lots of things about you. Um, I just remember being really quite tired because I was a bad sleeper. And then my son was a bad sleeper, which made for a lot of bad sleep. But are you not a good sleeper either, Drake? Well, I, I sleep well. I do not like to sleep, and so I fight it, and so does Oliver. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so he's, he's not the keenest of sleepers either then. So um, uh, how's it working, finding time for you and Jesus? Because one of the things that people often talk about is intimacy with God is how we maintain and grow our relationship with him. Uh, and yet when you're exhausted, it's hard to have a relationship with anybody. I, I can remember just going... I don't know. I'm just too tired. I just think I'll just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I felt. So um, uh, yeah. what's going on with you? How, how are you sort of progressing or struggling with that? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, probably the most intimate Jesus time that I have right now is driving to the grocery store or to work, you know, when I'm sitting in the car by myself. Um, otherwise, if I'm here, I'm preparing to go out somewhere or washing bottles. I guess I, I talk to Jesus when I'm washing bottles too. But yeah, it's, I, I haven't had the time to like sit down and journal and like really dig into the Psalms like I used to. Um, so it's definitely been a challenge, but. Cause, you, cause you're quite, you're quite a studious guy, aren't you? I, I hyper-focus. So I, I fool people into thinking that I'm studious, but what really happens is I find one thing that I get really, really, really interested in. And then I just full steam ahead, learn everything that I can about that one little thing. That so. That's that's the same with me and fruit pastels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, so it'd be interesting to know: Have you got a story of where things have gone wrong, but God's put them right again? You know, I've probably got really, really good ones that I can't call to mind right now. Um, there is one uh, that comes to mind, though. Um, we were invited to play at a sort of a fundraiser event. Um, out in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. Uh, but it was the Red Cross, American Red Cross Association. So um, they had a big budget for promotion and we were going to be opening up for another band um, that was also a Christian band. So it was, it was really cool. 
it was going to be at sort of like a, an autumn festival with like corn mazes and um, the promotion was awesome. Everything on social media was great. They had a bunch of likes and, and people saying that they were coming to the event and we drove two hours to get to this event. Um, we got there two hours early and there was nobody there, like absolutely nobody, but it was set up immaculately like music blaring from the speakers and the corn maze was set up and food trucks. And so we thought, well, people will just come a little bit later because we're in the country. And uh, like time goes by, nobody pulls up. Eventually the band that we're opening for comes and we're chatting with them a little bit. They're like, oh yeah, people will show up a little bit later. It's just, you know, this part of town, people like to get there a little bit late. And we're like, great. So I'm chatting with the other band. Um, like, so how long have you guys been a band? Like, we're, we're honored to open up for you. And they're like, well, we're not actually a band. Like, we're all like youth pastors from around the area. And we just like to get together and play music. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, cool. So this is going to be a less formal kind of event. Um, I kid you not, the evening progressed. Not a single car pulled into this festival. Not a single one. So what happened was we performed for the band that we were opening for. Oh, wow. And then they performed for us. <laughs> <laughs> Not nobody else. Like the people working the food trucks didn't even get out to listen. It was the most awkward because like there's four guys listening to us and it was just us two listening to the whole band. Um, it was so awkward. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, what on earth was supposed to come from this? Like, we're all believers here. Like we're two Christian bands singing for each other. We could have just met up and swapped songs on the side of the road somewhere. Why'd it have to be this event? Um, but afterwards the sound guy came up to us and he was like, man, I really like what you guys do. Like, I really want to like help out, but I don't really have much, but I have this one piece of gear that might be really helpful for you. And it was like a, a wireless, um, like a wireless cable box that connected to an iPad that doesn't seem like a super important piece, but was the main piece of music equipment that we toured with for the next five years Wow! that the guy just gave to us. But what, do you know what the name of the guy was? I can't, I can't even remember his name. Well, um, whoever he is, bless him. Isn't that lovely? Bless. He doesn't, he doesn't know what significant difference he made you maybe, but what, what a moment yeah. of provision. That's it was fantastic. So, so it was, it was worth the journey. Yeah, it was, it was, um, more than I anticipated. So. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm, I, I like it when things don't seem to be going well, but God brings good through it anyway. So thanks very much, Drake. Brilliant. And, uh, with regards to the Bible, if you remember back in the days before you had Oliver, uh, and there, there are Bible stories, they've got various characters, you know, and it's got lots of books in the Bible and different people. You still remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm teasing. I, I, I said to Drake, I've, I've got a bit of COVID brain at the moment. I, I've got to say, just thinking is feeling like it's thinking through treacle. Um, and uh, I, I remember when I first had kids, it, it felt a bit like that. So I'm, I think I'm probably the person who's in the worst state of the two of us, John. Drake, you're smiling away, my friend. So I don't know. In the Bible, uh, characters that you relate to and people that you take inspiration from, Excluding Jesus, who would that be? Excluding Jesus. Oh, yeah, that would that'd be the golden answer, really. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to say Thomas um, because I am such a pessimistic person, naturally. Um, 
and which is funny because my first name is Thomas. I go by Drake, but that's my middle name. Um, and so I've always like, when you see your name in the Bible, it's like, oh, I wonder if I'm like that person. But only recently, like in the last year, have I really sat down to think about like the similarities between Thomas from the Bible and me, Thomas. Um, and the fact that I'm always looking for like a particular answer to something that I have a severe doubt to. Um, when I look at like when, when Thomas and ascended Jesus or like, you know what I'm trying to say? When Jesus is there with the holes in his hands and Thomas has to basically touch the wounds on Jesus's wrists to believe that it's actually true that Jesus is back and that he sits on the throne forever. That's something that I feel um, in my, in my spirit as well. Uh, And my probably going to be my prayer until I die is like, you know, give me an encounter where I can know um, that this is all worth it. And that I'm, I'm following the the true God who sits at the right hand or yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. I do know exactly what you're trying to say. And it's actually a really nice example as well of Jesus meeting people, uh, meeting people's needs because yeah. he he knew Thomas's doubts, he knew his struggles and he saw his heart and he wanted to be able to meet that need. Uh, and as Thomas called out sincerely, uh, Jesus didn't just walk away and say, I'm not showing you anything. He, he came to him uh, and let him touch him to, to feel actually really is the risen Christ. So amazing uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, an amazing character to choose. And I think only one other person has ever chosen Thomas. So, um, so there you go. It's good. It's good sometimes to uh, have a, a, maybe a more unique perspective. Uh, and there is a danger that as Christians, we're people feel we're called to be optimistic, perhaps sometimes unrealistically and called to always pretend we're happy. Uh, and actually the truth is Jesus wasn't always happy. Jesus wept. Uh, Jesus felt compassion and pain and you know what it's good for us to be honest with God and with other people uh, about what's going on as well so um, so thanks Drake that's that's really useful we've got one more track to play from you Um, uh, and I'm very pleased to say ladies and gentlemen that this is a brand new track it's a worldwide radio exclusive uh, and Drake right now is going to pick up his guitar uh, and play a track called Change. Before you play it, Drake, tell us all about this track. All right. Um, so we moved to Nashville from another city in Tennessee called Chattanooga. And we love, love Chattanooga. We didn't want to leave it all, but we felt like it's what God was. So Chattanooga, only, the only time I've heard of Chattanooga is in a Glenn Mill song. Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah. So uh, it's a great song. So, but anyway. The Chattanooga Choo Choo is a real place. We lived across the street from it for the first four years. Um, Wow. Yeah. We we loved Chattanooga. It's a really beautiful scenic town. Uh, And we were really, really sad when we felt like, you know, God was pulling us or like leading us away from Chattanooga. Great friends, great community. Um, But Nashville is just where we felt like we were supposed to be for the next step. and, you know, we never get sort of the, the far enough foresight to see if God's going to do this or God's going to do that, but you just have to follow them step at a time. So we packed up our stuff in Chattanooga and, um, and moved up to Nashville and sort of in the process of packing up to leave the city that we loved, I was really thinking about the, the idea of change and how 
intrinsically woven into us it is that we need to find a routine be consistent and like stick to the like old habits and and you know things that we do every day brush your teeth at this time drink your coffee at this time go to work at this time see this person on this day of the week um which is all good routine is great um but because of that we're also programmed to think that change is like bad especially big change like that's going to take effort and work and it's uncomfortable and why would we give up what we know for something that might not be as good as what we have right now so i was exploring all of those ideas um just on the cusp of us moving here um when i realized that change i mean i've always known that change is a good thing most of the time things that are hard or that don't taste well are good for you right like broccoli or um, studying for a test, you know, like these are good for us. We don't like it, but you know, so change is, is something that's good for us. But as I was digging through, um, basically just realizing that everything good that has happened in my life that God has led me through or brought me to, or a person that I've been introduced to, or like Lucy Jane, um, it's because, like I heard God saying, let's do this. And it's going to be a massive change. Um, and me saying, okay, well, let's go for it. You know, had I not, had I stayed in my small town, South Carolina and not, you know, moved across the world, I wouldn't have met the love of my life and I wouldn't have a son right now. But because I was willing to, to get out of my comfort zone back then, like it just never changes. Like that is like being uncomfortable is what brings growth. Right. So um, it's just a really, the, the whole song is just a, a really deep dive into how change is good for us and how if we stay where we are, we're not going to become the people that we're supposed to be. Wow. Well, that's encouragement um, for us all to make sure we don't just sit in our comfortable places, but get out and see what God has for us. Really looking forward to hearing this track. I say track. It's a song, isn't it? You're playing it. You're playing it live for us. It's not. It's not off some uh, some track from a CD somewhere. So, um, Drake, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm not ready to say goodbye But I know that it's time to move on I'll never dig deep And I'll never grow high In the place that I used to belong So whether or not I see all the ways that my life will unfold I'll cling to the rock that steadies my heart And the one I've been given to hold And even the mountains will crumble When the rivers decide where to run yeah, change is what breaks us Change is what makes us The ones that we're meant to become So as much as I'd like to stay In the comfort of where I call home 
If I remain where I am, then I won't understand all the ways that I could have grown. And just like the flowers that open when the valleys are kissed by the sun, yeah, change is what breaks us. Change is what makes us the ones that we're meant to become. And from searching comes treasure and diamonds from pressure. There's meaning in labor, beauty from pain. And there's grief and surrender, but it helps to remember we can find our purpose by staying the same. So why would I stay the same? When change is what breaks us, change is what makes us the ones that we're meant to become. Oh, change is what saves us, change is what makes us the ones that we're meant to become. And that was Drake from Drakeford. Beautiful music, lovely stories, a great honest guy. And really looking forward to seeing him at the Big Church Day Out. Uh, it's not too late to get your own tickets to that. Uh, it's down in West Sussex and the web address is www.bigchurchdayout.com and of course you can find out more about Drakeford by popping on social media do search them up in Google uh, have a look on Spotify uh, their tracks are there and they are wonderful so thank you for joining me Gordon T here on the artist interview uh, there are many other interviews and artists tracks and stories for you to enjoy just pop along to your favourite podcast platform and search up the artist interview thanks for joining me looking forward to the next episode hope you'll join me then God bless. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.